today. Welcome to Ease Talk. I'm excited about tonight. Um, let me just double check to make sure that you guys can hear me and I see that you can. Hey family, I miss you guys. Well, I was here last Thursday. So I just didn't get to do my topic, right? But I'm excited about being here on tonight. Hey, that, that music that you heard tonight was my cousin, um, new single. He has a single called Gronis, um, Romans 8 and 26. Um, and he's a like, talented, he's always been very talented. He's a music, musical genius. Um, my, my, my Aunt Fuji grandson, my cousin Tammy's son. Um, and his, the name of it is called Groans, Romans 8.26. And it's, it's just talking about groanings of the Holy Spirit. I like the jam. It's real smooth. Um, he's doing great things. So if you get an opportunity, please download that. Please, 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 please support local artists. Um, you just never know who's in the midst of you. Um, and so shouts out to my cousin and his single, Growings, written by William Hood Sr., so if you're looking for, especially people that went to church with me back in the days, William Workers Baptist Church in South Dallas, like everybody know, Birderhood, my Aunt Fucci, I call Aunt Fucci, um, but this is her grandson, who was a little bitty baby back then. But anyway, he's grown, he's married, uh, he loves God, he's he's a um, like a uh, a great writer. Um, songstress whatever you want to call it he can i'm like he's very talented so i wanted to play him on last week and i didn't get opportunity but i'm playing him today 
Um, also, um, I want to shout out to my niece. Her birthday was yesterday, Hannah. Um, my cousins, birthdays, Jasmine. I have a lot of people. Jasmine uh, and my cousin Rosalind. And who else? Um, Kia's birthday today. Um, and if I forgot anyone, charge it to my head. My heart. No, my head, not my heart. Um, and that's it I have. I think that's all I have. I know at the end of the uh the end of uh, East Talk, I really want to pray. Um, because I I know there is a lot of grief, grieving people um that I know personally and people that I don't know, but my heart goes out to them. Um, but I want to get on the topic as we know we've been waiting all week for this topic. So waiting for a move, right? And so you know that I, I am a student of the word. And while I was reading once, um, reading one day, um, this topic came to mind. God always shows Himself through His word. He gives me something through His word, um, and He showed me waiting for a move. And so I want to kind of give you guys an insight on wh why God gave me this topic. Um, when he gave it to me and i think that it will speak to our lives i think that it will speak to us right now because a lot of times we don't know when to move um we don't know when to be still but i believe that god is still god is moving us right and then i also believe that god's in certain season of our life he's telling us to be still we're going to talk about it all today but i wanted to come to you from john the fifth chapter and i'm not going to read all of it but i would encourage you guys to read the word of god first of all so that what i'm telling you is truth right um we make mistakes as teachers and preachers we might pronounce the word incorrectly we might quote it kind of wrong and it's your responsibility to know that what we're saying right but i'm coming from john 5 and i'm talking about the man that was at the bethesda pool and i'm not going to read all of it but i'm just going to read certain parts of what god has spoke to me in regards to waiting for a move right and so in uh john 5 i'm going to read starting at th the third voice it says in these lay a great multitude of impotent folks blind halted withered waiting for the move of water it says laid a great multitude and i believe there's a great multitude of people that don't know that's been somewhere for a long time and, and waiting for a move waiting for an answer waiting for god to give them insight waiting for um uh, confirmation I, I know a lot of people want confirmation all the time and then i'm gonna skip down it says for an angel went down at a certain season to the pool and troubled the water whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had and a certain man was there which had an infirmity for 38 years and we, when jesus saw him lie he knew that he had been now a long time in that case so jesus saying that he was there for a long time in that position in that situation in that spiritual bondage in that mental bondage like you there's a lot of us that's been a certain place for a long time and you can see it in our lives right jesus looked upon him and seeing that he had been there for a while where have you been for a long time where can Jesus look in your life and see that you really been there for a long time? Jesus said when he looked at him, 
I'm pretty sure when you look at folks, I have, I tell people my discernment is real sharp. I can look in things and God can give me insight quickly about certain things quickly. Right. And so um, he looked upon them. I can look upon people. I can see like their actions, how they talk, how they move, how they how they maneuver through life. I can see where they've been for a long time. That's the insight that God gives through discernment. And he says uh, he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, without be made whole. And the man answered, sir, I have no man when the water is troubling to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step down before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. God gave him three commands. God gave him three commands. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And today I want to just talk about, I could talk about a lot of things. There's so much in this chapter in just what I just read that you can pull from. But I just want to talk about waiting for a move. What are you waiting on? What has you bound? What is it that you think that that's preventing you from moving forward? What is it that you think is preventing you for, for pressing forward in your life? I think that we all struggle at some time in our life where we, we don't know whether to move forward or to, to stand still. We don't know whether to, to, is this the right opportunity? Is this the right time? Or then in some more cases, let me put my Bible over here. Some cases we feel like, um, in times that we can't move, there's something preventing us. Um, there's times where God, I believe that when God speaks to us, because this man spoke to God, God was speaking to him. I believe that God comes in our life and he speaks to us. There's times when God is revealing things in our life and he wants us to go back and forth. Like there's season in my life, God is telling me to move. And then there's season in my life, then God is telling me to be still. And I believe moving forward or being still requires us to confront our fears and to walk in faith. And if you read the chapter, you hear the man give all these excuses of why he can't do what God asked him, do he want, you know? So it's a question of not, do we want to, are we waiting for a move or do we want to move, right? Because the man said, that, the scripture said they, they were waiting for a move. But when Jesus asked him the question, he was kind of stagnant on, you know, saying yes or no. Are we waiting for a move <laughs> or are we or we don't want to move, right? And so I believe that, you know, it takes a lot of faith in order us to answer that question. And I don't think at that moment that that man had the faith that he need. Either way, God is using both us to stand still or to move as a way to transform and transition our lives. But just like this man, we have to be careful of two things. We have to be careful that we don't say what the man said. At some point, if we stay in a certain situation and we don't know, we're waiting for a move and we've been in a certain way or a certain situation for so long, we have to be careful that we don't sabotage our life by becoming um, um, pitiable in our condition, right? I mean, like becoming like like just hopeless in our, in our condition. And we cannot allow what happened in our past to hold us. So this man was dealing with two things. He was dealing with his condition and he was dealing with his past. But when Jesus comes in our life or, and, and he's telling us to move, right? He's telling us, to, he could either tell us to move or be still. But I wanted to get to this because I just, it was just so much in there, right? And so um, 
We have to be careful that we don't sabotage our life by becoming pitiful, that we don't become pitiful in our in our condition, that we don't become hopeless in our condition and that we don't allow what was stopping us in our past to keep us from going into our future. And so we have to be careful of those two things that we don't sabotage and that we don't be held by um, the condition, right? And one of the things that I, I thought about in this chapter is that the man heard a voice that he had never heard before, right? He, he, he wasn't familiar to what, who he was really talking to. A man came and asked him a question. And he answered it. And I think when we were waiting for a move, it's, it's so important for us to understand and to know the voice of God, right? We have to know the voice of God. Um, and, and, and that, that can trip us up on, the, on our move, right? We, we, he was waiting for the water to trouble. And God and God came to his rescue to give him permission to move, but he was still waiting on something else. And so when we don't know the voice of God, we'll be like this man, this man at the Bethesda pool, waiting for the waters to trouble when we've heard a voice that has given us command to move. That means that um, we got to know the voice of God. It was critical for us to know the voice of God. Um and, and not only do we need to know the voice of God, that we need to know the attributes and the character of God. It's important. Why? Because when we know those things about God, we'll know what he has for our life. Right. When God is doing something, we know that he does it because of his character. We know that it's because it's his attributes. Like God's character is that he's gracious. He's compassionate. He's slow to anger. He's merciful. He's abounded in love. He's faithful. That's God's characteristic. But his attribute is that he's trusted him he's our protector he will protect us he's our provider some call him jehovah jireh he provides for us he is merciful um he's holy he's omnipotent he's i'm not present he i'm seeing he's all knowing he's all powerful god and so when we know god's attributes we can trust his voice that's when um when you're in a situation where um i know you've heard preachers say um i i was in a place in my life that even when i couldn't um when I couldn't see his hand, I could trust his voice. It's important to know the voice of God. When I can't see your hand, when I can't see what you're doing, I can trust your voice. And when I trust your voice, I know how you move. Why? Because I understand who you are in character. I understand your attributes. I know who you are in divinity. I know who you are in, in divine purpose. Knowing God's voice through his word is so important. This man didn't know God's, God's voice. And it's difficult for us to it's difficult for us to not to know God's to know who God is in character and who he is in, in his in attributes if we don't know him in his word. Right. In order to move forward, we have to have this understanding of who's telling us to move. We have to know what he's saying, how he's saying. We have to know what kind of character he has, what how he moved. And we can only find that out through his word. I know everybody's given us everything else. They've given us tarot cards. They've given us sage. They've given us incense. They've given us readings. They've given us manifestation. But let me tell you something. The only thing that has power to activate our life is the word of God. God. The Bible, the word of God is active. It is alive <laughs> and it's sharper than any two-edged swords. And so when we're waiting for a move, we need to know the voice of God. We need to know him in his character. We need to know him in attributes. We need to know him in his word. And when we pray, we know his voice in prayer. Why? Because when we pray, when we speak to him, he speak back. 
We're not just telling him all that we want him to know, but we're also sitting back listening for what he's going to tell us what we've given him in supplication, right? And not only that, but we know, uh, we learn how, we, when we're waiting for a move, we learn in worship what God is saying, what his voice sounds like in worship. Well, some of my greatest battles have been won in worship. My healing in my body has been won in worship. And so I want us to be clear of that when we hear just like that man, he thought he was just talking to somebody else. He was like, sir, you know, he didn't know he was speaking to God. He didn't know he was speaking to the kings of kings, the Lord of Lord. He didn't understand that who he was talking to. So when we're waiting for a move of God, it's important that we know the voice of God. There was so much that I could have taken out of there, but I just felt like God wanted me to talk about him, his voice. Because if the man had known what he, who he was talking to, when God asked him the question to whether or not he wanted to be made whole, he would have said yes. That's why it's important. There is time I want to talk about not just moving, waiting for a move, but when to be still. I think that there is a, a divine time that God does things. And in those times we have to, this man, the Bible said he was waiting for 38 years. That's a long time. The man had been in that position for a long time, right? He had been in that predicament for a long time, the circumstances, situation. And so in those moments, he was in a still place. And so I believe that in certain seasons and situations, God will allow us to be still. Why? Because he's asking for our attention, right? When God is commanding us to be still, it's because that's the season that we're in. It's not ready for a move. Once, you know, we not, we got to have the discernment, the wisdom and understanding when and when not to move. When God is when when God is telling us to be still is because he's asking for our attention. He wants us to watch him. Have you ever watched God? <laughs> have you ever watched God be who he is and do what he does in our lives? We get so caught up in moving that we we forget to be still. That's why it's so important to hear God's voice. That man didn't know God's voice. In his case, he, he, he would have been still still when God was asking him to move. God's voice is important. And I thought about this when I was um, when God was speaking to me about this. I thought about this. Um, being still is so when I thought about the, the times in my life when God was speaking, the times in my life is different season of my life when God was telling me to be still. And when he was telling me to move, I, what I found in it in wisdom was that when God is telling us to be still, it's something in front of us that God need to deal with. Right. Most of the times when you read in scripture, not just in this chapter, I could go through the book of Moses. I didn't want to bring up a whole bunch of chapters. But if you read in the beginning when uh, Moses was with the children of Israel, he told them to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Right. And so in our waiting season, waiting for a move, the word waiting means that you're at a standstill. Right. And you're waiting for the opportunity to make your move. You're waiting for the opportunity where God has planned and purpose for your life for it, for, for, for things to be different. Right. And so we have to be intentional about our waiting period. Right. Because in those moments, when you read in the scripture, when God told the children of Israel to be still, he was asking, he was telling them to be still first of all, because he was asking for their attention. He wanted to show them something. 
I don't know who I'm speaking to. Maybe you're in a season of not moving forward, but you're in a season of being still. And I know that you're being still because God is in a place where he want to show you something. <laughs> and what is he trying to show you? He trying to show just not you. But most of the time when you read in the scripture, especially in the Old Testament, he's trying to show your enemies, right? He's trying to show the things and the people and the circumstances giving you a hard time in your waiting season. He's trying to get your attention because he want to show not just you something, but he needs to show them something. He's trying to show them something in that moment, in that season in your life. And those moments being still look like, um, look at your surroundings. Thinking of because I'm going somewhere. Um, because I want you to understand the different season of your life where God is moving and where He's saying, Be still, right? And so I brought two different scriptures or two different places in the Bibles where I can just kind of give you an understanding what God is be what God be doing in our life. Because sometimes we just don't understand, we don't know what God is doing in our life, and we get confused when He wants us to be still, and we get confused when He wants us to make a move. We're waiting for a move, we we want to make a move, we're waiting for a move and some of us are just paralyzed just like the man in the text we're paralyzed and don't know when to move and when he asks us you know are you ready then we got all these different kind of excuses why we can't move but when he tell you to be still know that God wants your attention he's trying to show you something and anytime God is trying to show you something it's miracle signs and wonders that's on the on the way right so when you think about the children of Israel, when God told them to be still and see the salvation of the Lord, he was saying, what I'm going to do right now, can't nobody do but me. What has you bound? What has a hold on you? Can't nobody move the way I'm going to move in this situation in the beginning i told you don't be don't be so careful to move and and, and to be still that you know that it, that you sabotage you can't go on your past you can't go how god moved in your past you can't go on what he did and what he said back then you got to listen for what he's doing right now what he's saying right now so when he told the children of israel to watch and see the salvation of the lord it's because he wanted he wanted their attention because he wanted to show them some not only that he wanted them to look at their surroundings God right now is speaking to someone and say, look at your surroundings. If you're in a season where God and you know without a shadow of doubt, God is telling you to be still. Look at your surroundings. I don't know what you're surrounded by, <laughs> but God is getting ready to show your surroundings why he told you to be still. Why he's telling you to wait. Why he's telling you not to make a move. Why he's telling you to watch and see what he's going to do in your circumstances. I don't know what your surroundings are. It might be a whole bunch of enemies, some people that don't want you to move forward, or some people that don't want to see you blessed, some people that's trying to spiritually, physically hold you in bondage. I don't know what it is. It might be sickness in your body. The Bible talked about in John 5 that that man was sick. He, was, he had infirmity. I don't know what your circumstances are, but I do know that your circumstances, God, I want to defeat them. And so you're in a standstill because the only person that can get you out, the only one that can give you victory is in God. Let me tell you something. God don't have to prove anything, but he wants to prove something, right? God don't have to prove anything because he already know he got, but he wants to. He want to prove who he is. That's why when he told Pharaoh, when he told Moses to tell Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh asked, I mean, Moses asked him, who you want me to say? Send me. He said, I am that I am. I am that I am. That's who you you that's who you tell him. 
God got something to prove. He got to prove to your sickness. He got to prove to your situations, your circumstances, to your financial debt. He want to prove to you that he's more than capable, that he's more than able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. That's what God wants to do when he tells us to be still. So don't get discouraged when God tells you to be still. I know you're waiting on the move, but you be still. Don't you move ahead of God. Be still because he wants to show you something. And anytime he wants to show us something, it ain't, no, it ain't no little bitty stuff. It ain't no stuff that we can do on our own. It's something miraculous. And I love to see God tell me to be still because I saw looking around me, see what's, what, what is surrounding me. Because whatever it is, whatever surrounding me, God is getting ready to do the doggone thing, right? He's getting ready to do something that I cannot do for myself. He has better for you. When God is telling us to be still, that's because he has better for you. You waiting for a move, but God saying be still because he has something better for you. That job that you didn't get because God has something better for you. That know that you receive is because God has something better for you. When God tells us to be still, he's telling us to be still. Why? Because the battle is not ours, but it is the Lord. You're trying to fight something. That's not even your fight. That's why you're tired. That's why you're restless. That's why you can't bring up the strength that you need in this situation. And so those moments when God is telling us to be still, we need to be still. Don't sabotage it. Don't go back to your past. Listen to what God is saying now. And in no moments when God, in no season in our life when God is telling us to move, he's telling us to move because he has something that he's that he has a plan and a provision for our life. Don't get don't don't get complacent. Don't sabotage. Remember, you can sabotage each season. You can sabotage your still season and you can sabotage your moving season. When God is telling us to move what he is doing, he's putting periods where we had question marks, right? Everything that you question God about, everything, God, should I do this? Should I not do this? When God, and, and listen, when God told this man, when God asked him a question, he gave him a command. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but he's, he's, he gave him a command. When God want us to move, he's going to tell us to, right? And he's going to tell us because he's doing something. He's putting periods where we had question marks. He's closing wrong doors to wrong plans um, that connected us to the wrong people, saying the wrong things and doing the wrong things. When God tells us to move, he has so because he can see what we cannot see. When God is telling us to move, sometimes we don't know. And, and these are the these are the things that we have to look for when we don't know when God is telling us to move, right? When He tells us to move, remember that He's putting periods where we had question marks. He's closing wrong doors, He's closing wrong plans, and He's connect he, He's disconnecting us from the wrong people who saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. And we have to be careful to discern what He's doing, right, and what He's saying. And sometimes when we don't know, he have to do things in our life, right? He have to do things, right? The first thing that I know that God does is that he make us uncomfortable. 
let me tell y'all something. I, I it's taken me. A, I'm not. I haven't arrived. What I'm giving you today is the nuggets that I've learned throughout my years of learning God, listening to Him. When God's telling me no, even when He tell my kids no, and it's something that they really want, I go and search God. I go and I talk to Him about it, right? Because I I, I want to see what God is saying. Uh, it was something that opened the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you in this circumstance. I want to see you in this situation. And so when I start, when I start, when God tell me no in certain areas, I know to go to him. But I know if I'm not moving the way God want me to move after he's given me instructions to move because I'm still holding on to what happened in my past. And I'm still holding on my condition. I'm still holding on to the things that I use as a crutch to keep me paralyzed and not moving forward, just like the man that jumped chapter five, God do something to make me move. Right. I remember God was telling me to move. And I was, I was scared. Y'all I was a single mom raising three kids and I was barely making it as it is. And I was scared to move from one job to another because I was scared that if this job didn't work out, what I'm going to do. I was already behind on my bills. I was all be, already struggling, trying to survive this single moment after a divorce, raising three kids. And so God told me, okay, you won't move, I'll move you. I got fired. <laughs> Straight up, I got fired. And I know the reason why they told me they got fired, but in my heart, I knew why I got fired. I knew immediately when they let me go, I got fired because I did not obey God. When God wants us to move, he will make, and we don't move, he'll start making things uncomfortable for us. So if you're in a situation where it's uncomfortable, Maybe it's that God is telling you to move. And I mean, where he, this, listen, when God used discomfort, it's a catalyst to transform our life, to transition us and to transform us. So he's taking us from one place to another spiritually. He's moving us from one place in our, in our lives spiritually to another. He's transformed the inside of us and he's transitioning us spiritually. Uh, spiritually as well meaning when God is telling you to move and you don't move you will get caught up in circumstances that's pulling you and stretching you and pushing you beyond your limitation <laughs> why because God is telling you to move he's check listen I learned that God would also challenge our belief system so glad he did because a lot of stuff that we believe we didn't get from God <laughs> when God is, when you're waiting on a move and when God has told you to move, he will challenge your belief system. A lot of stuff that we ain't got, we ain't get from God no way. So he, he wants that stuff gone anyway. And I believe that God completely pushes us out of our comfort zone. If you're uncomfortable and you're feeling afraid in your circumstances right now, and you feel like that you can't do it, I believe that that's the move of God. That's the move that you've been waiting on. That's the thing that God is getting ready to do. There's somebody I know that you've been trying to, you wanted to do a podcast and you, you see you inspired by somebody doing a podcast and you didn't do a podcast because there's something paralyzing you and, 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 and you got all these excuses why you can't make that move. God is telling you to move, get out your comfort zone. Yes, it's scary. Yes, you, you gonna have to depend on me more. That's what I want anyway. I want you to depend on me. You'll be depending on yourself all the time. And I need you to depend on me. I need you to stop moving in your own way. I need you to stop doing things on your own turn. I need you to wait for me to tell you to move. That's what you've been waiting on anyway. 
Don't get to the point where you've been waiting on a move, then your move come and you ain't moving. Like, what is that about? Fear. Fear. Afraid that you're going to make the wrong room. move. And God has said, no, you, if you get to know me, you'll know how I move. And when I tell you to move, you'll move just like that. That's why when I be talking to y'all, I be telling y'all stuff that I had to learn. I had to learn who God was in his word. I had to learn his voice in prayer. I had to learn his voice in worship because I don't want Jesus able to come up to me and I need to be made whole. And he tell me to do something and I give him excuses for it. That's what the man did in chapter five. He's going to move you out of your comfort zone. If you're waiting for a move, if he's moving you out of your comfort zone, that's him telling you to move. He will always give you commands what to do. He will always give you commands to do what you couldn't do or what you once couldn't do. He will always give you a command to do something that you can't do or you couldn't do. Remember that. And I'm closing right here. It was three things that God told that man in chapter of John chapter five. He told him to rise. Today, I speak to your life. I speak to my own life. I tell us to rise, rise to occasion, rise to every rise to the plans, the provision of God. If he's telling you, you don't have to continue to wait in the move because God is either speaking stand still or he asking you to move. Let me tell you something. God do not like complacency. God is not going to have you in a place where you're complacent. He's not. He's not going to have you in a place of complacent. He told the man to rise. Why? Because the room that you're in right now, there is no growth for you. Rise. You can't grow in this position. You can't grow in this place. You can't grow in this mindset. You cannot grow where you are. So I'm telling you to rise up. It's time for you to move. Make your move. You've been waiting on the move. Now I'm telling you to make your move. Season change. Seasons change. It don't fit no more. I had a podcast that I did say, sis, it don't fit no more. The stuff that you're doing, it just don't fit no more. The season you in, it just don't fit no more. Those friends that you've been knowing a lot, they just don't fit no more. Why? Because I need you to rise. I need you to rise above where you've been. You can't lay here no more. It, it, it does nothing for you. You hopeless. You sick. There's nothing here for you. He told them to rise. Why? Because God's provisions move. They don't change, but they do move. <laughs> Get that. God's provision moves, but they don't change. His instruction does. If you continue to read the chapter, when God give you something to, when he move you from one place, when you wait for a moving, God begin to move in your life. Others won't understand it. This man had been there for 38 years. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody was familiar. The chapter said there is a multitude. There's a multi, multitude of people, God's people, that's in a place of hopelessness. That's in a place where they, they're, they're, they're stuck. They're paralyzed. And God is, they're saying they're waiting for a move of God and they have a move. I don't know what it is that God told you to do. We've been waiting on I told you to rise, take up thy bed and walk, take up the thing that you've been laying on and carry it. 
You no, you no, you no longer needed to lay on it. You have the strength to carry it. You have the strength to take it with you. You have the strength to do something that you could not do before. And he said, walk, move, move forward. Move forward. Waiting for a move. That man was waiting for a move of water and didn't even, didn't even know Jesus' voice. Let that not be you. I pray that this has been a blessing to you guys. I pray that something that I have said to encourage you guys will be a blessing to you guys. I think um, this is an all-time word for anybody and everybody. Uh, I, I'm stuck on the great multitude. I believe that when God looked down at us right here, he see a great multitude of people that are uh, paralyzed. He see a great multitude of people are stuck. I see. I know that he see this because I can see it. I can see a whole bunch of people not living their best life. This abundant life, this life that Jesus promised. Why? Because they, they still waiting for a move. Waiting in that same place. You've been there for a long time. You've been thinking that way for a long time. You've been acting that way for a long time. And God is saying, no, you've been here too long. I need you to rise. I need you to take up thy bed. And I need you to walk. I need you to press forward. I need you to move forward. I need you to do the things that you couldn't do back then. I'm giving you the power to do them. I'm giving you the healing you need to do it. But I need you to move. You can't stay here no longer. I pray that you guys have been blessed. Know that God would never allow you to be complacent. That's why things get um, uncomfortable. Waiting for a move is a place of complacency. And God would not have us com com comfortable. <laughs> um, I'm, I've learned that my life has been most uncomfortable. I'm doing things that I would never thought that I could do or would do. Um, and I'm very uncomfortable in my life um, in every way, even now. Um, and that's all I have today, y'all. I pray that you guys have been blessed. I pray that something has said to encourage you. I pray that you have been empowered by the word of God. I pray that you saw some of yourself in that text and you was asking God all these questions and, you know, sitting in a place of hopelessness. Now, you know that you don't have to wait for a move of God because God has already given his command. His command is important. Listen to the voice of God. He will either tell you to be still so he can show you something. Or he'll tell you move because he has something for you. Um, that's all I have tonight. Um, I want to be intentional about what I'm going to say next. Um, that multitude is ringing in my spirit. Um, there's. Oh, my cousin is on um, on my YouTube channel. Thank you, cousin. Um, I'm going to share it um, every chance I get. Uh, I played his single. It's out. I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited what God is doing in your life and a life of your family. Um, and it's going to be played on my podcast. So it's going to be played in different places of the country. Um, and I'm, playing that, I'm praying that people will get it and download it and buy it um, and support. That's a great surprise. Thank you, cuz. 
I told your mom that I was going to share it. So thank you. And I love it. And I play it. It's in my playlist. Um, but thank you, guys. Um, I want to be intentional about um, the multitude that's still ringing in my spirit. I believe that God is saying something upon the earth. And I believe that we need to hear, have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying. There have been um, a lot of loss, a lot of lost people that I know, people um, that I grew up with, people that I know personally and people that I don't. And so when I close tonight, I want to pray for those people. I want to pray for um, those who are in need of God. Um, there's a lot of sorrow upon the earth. And I believe that even in sorrow, God is. And I pray that we will hear his voice. If you stand in need of anything, I pray that God meets you where you are. I have friends that uh, that watch this podcast faithfully, um, lost a young, um, young daughter, um, and we want to keep them lifted up. Um, it's so many people that I don't want to mention everybody by name because I'm going to miss someone, um, but I do want to pray for them. And so as we close, I want to close in prayer. Um, Father God, we thank you. We bless your name on today. We thank you for being such a good God, a kind God, and a merciful God. Everything that you do, you do, Lord God, for your glory, Lord God. You do for a purpose. You do for you to get the glory, and we thank you. We know in spite of what we might be going through in our everyday life, God, we know that you have made this day. And because you made this day, Lord God, you was purple. You was intentional about making this day. Lord God, we can rejoice and be glad in it. God, I come and I pray on behalf of the multitude, Lord God. I believe there is a multitude of people that's in grief. I believe there's a multitude of people in hopelessness. I believe, Lord God, there's a, a great multitude of impotent people, Lord God, that are in need of you, Lord God, that has been still for a long time God, and been moving, uh, been waiting for you to move in their life, God. And so I lift them up to you, Lord God. I know that uh, earth has no sorrow, the heaven cannot heal, Lord. I believe that you are near to the brokenhearted, Lord God, and you bind up the wounds, Lord God. You anoint the wounds of our hearts, Lord God, the broken pieces of our life, Lord God, and only you and you only can put us back together, Lord. I stand on behalf of all of us when I tell you that we need you, Lord God. I know that we've been trying to make it without you, Lord God, and we see there is no making without you, Lord God. If we're going to go in the Father, it's going to be you that take us, Father. And so we need you, Lord God. We've been doing things in our own will. We've been doing things in our own way. And we come tonight saying that we need you and forgive us, Lord God, for going and doing things on our own way, Lord God, doing what we wanted to do, Lord God. We pray that you will be merciful to us, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will have this compassion that you says that if it wasn't for your compassion, Lord God, that we wouldn't be here, that we wouldn't be able to make it, Lord God. It's because your compassion fell and not, Lord God, that we're not yet destroyed. And so we need you today, Lord God. We need, Lord God, that you will lift every broken heart, Lord God. There are some of us, Lord God, is going to have to have a new life, Lord God. We need you to teach us, Lord God, how to live without our loved ones. We got to teach us, Lord God, because we ain't never been here before. Some lost daughters, some lost fathers, some lost mothers, Lord God. And we just don't know how to live without them, Lord God. So we need your guidance. We need you to teach us to do things that we never had to do before, Lord God. 
Lord God, you said that you are capable or you that you're able to do all things except fail, Lord God, that there's nothing impossible for you, Lord God, even though our hearts are broken, even though we're grieving, we're sad, there's nothing impossible for you to do in our lives. And so we ask that you will meet us where we are, Lord God. We ask that, Lord God, that you will be Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that heals. We ask that you will be Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord that provides ways when there is no way, Lord God. You are the one that provides healings and deliverance. Lord God, you are the one that provides a word, just one touch. Just one word from you changes our life. And so we need you today, Lord God. And we're asking that you will strengthen the hearts of those that need you, Lord. We stand in need of you, Lord God. I know that the world is trusting in other things, Lord God. They're trusting in horses and chariots, Lord God. They're trusting in everything except you, Lord God. But those that know you, those that trust you, those that love you are trusting in you, Lord God. We won't put no one before you. We won't have idol worship. We won't have idol words and idol people and idol gods. Lord. We depend on you, Father, and so we need you. We thank you, Lord God. Not only do you hear us, Lord God, but you are God that answers. Thank you for answering our prayers, Lord God. Thank you for meeting us where we are, Lord God. We thank you for being a God that never fails. Thank you for being the foundation that we stand on today, Lord God. Thank you for being everything that we need. Thank you for being the anchor, Lord God. Thank you that we're rooted and grounded in you, Lord God. Therefore, nothing can overtake us, Lord God, but your presence. Nothing but your Holy Spirit and your blessings and your love and your compassion, Lord God. Thank you for who you are in divinity, Lord God, who you are in divine purpose, who you are in character, who you are in attributes, Lord God. Thank you for being all-knowing, all-powerful, God. We thank you, Lord, and we give you glory, Lord God, and we thank you again for just being God in our life. We know that we stand in need of anything, Lord God, as long as we stand in you, Father, and we give you glory and we honor you just not with the fruits of our lips, but we honor you with the posture of our hearts. Be what only you can be. Be God. Be that I am in our life. And we give you glory and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your spirit, Lord God. Let it rule, let it guide us into all truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank God. Amen and praise God. Thank you guys for your time. Um, thank you. Thank you, cousin, for subscribing to the uh, YouTube channel. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Um, thank you guys for your support on YouTube, on Facebook. Thank you. I love you guys. Um, thank you for always coming on. Thank you for your patience. I had one of my brothers in the ministry to talk to me about just investing in some more things. You know, anything that you want done, you have to invest in it. And so I received his word out of love. Um, I received the, the correction um, out of love. Um, I stand to be corrected. And I thank God for putting on his part. And I thank God for him being obedient to call me and give me something to pour into me, something that I needed. And so you guys be praying for me. Um, I'm looking to have another host, um, um, that can be on with me. Uh, that's one of the things that God lay on my heart. I'm going to be looking on adding some people, um, some people that want to ded dedicate their time, um, to help build Eve talk podcast, um, and waiting for God to do that and just doing just some different things with the podcast, um, not becoming discouraged um, in well-doing, right? Because in due season, I will reap if I faint not. That's the word of God. Um, and so just doing something different. Um, but that's all I have tonight. I would tell you guys to be wise. 
have understanding, um, create your own boldness, and seek your own change. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. I pray that you've been blessed. And I'll see you um, next week, I believe. We, uh, I think it's the third. If, it, if this is the third Thursday, then I won't see you next week. But I'll be on first, second, and third day. For my podcast listeners, I'm so sorry that I didn't um, do the podcast last week. I was having technical difficulties, um, but um, I'm looking forward for the rest of the year. Um, and so I'll see you guys um, on the first, second, and third Thursday. Love you guys. Good night.